very good morning to you. And now on RTHK, it's time for Hashtag Hong Kong with Carol Liang, the Deputy CEO at Mind Hong Kong. I grew up in Hong Kong and I spent the majority of my working life here. People in the city are notoriously hardworking, which is both good and bad. Working overtime and being constantly busy are somewhat glorified here, which I believe has impacted the workforce's mental health. With COVID and social and economic concerns, our mental health has been affected in various ways. This is not just a Hong Kong issue. Gallup reports show that stress among workers globally have been consistently on the rise over the last 10 years. Workplaces all have a role to play in working together to prevent this trend from worsening. So good mental health also means improved productivity, quality of work, and retention rates. Workplace mental health initiatives are for the betterment of employees and therefore the organization as a whole. Hong Kong has one of the highest average working hours in the world, over 50 hours per week, so it's no surprise we also have one of the highest levels of presenteeism. Workers are going into the office for long hours but being unproductive, mainly because of the mental health challenges they are facing. On average in Hong Kong, companies lose around 60 days of productive work per employee per year due to presenteeism alone. Another issue we've been seeing in Hong Kong is a lack of access to mental health support. According to City Mental Health Alliance, around 27% of employees locally have reported experiencing a mental health problem in the last 12 months. That's a large number. So there is a growing demand and need to support those who are facing mental health conditions and those who are experiencing symptoms such as stress and anxiety to prevent the worsening and development of mental health conditions. Mind Hong Kong's research also shows that workplaces just aren't providing the support that people need. Over 70% of respondents stated that their workplaces don't provide any support for mental health needs. There's a large gap in the system, there's a need and it's not being met. Stigma is another concern. It's rife and deeply ingrained in workplaces. CMHA, so City Mental Health Alliance, reported that only 51% of the professional working population in Hong Kong reported having an inclusive culture of talking about mental health in their workplace. So in the workplace, stigma is very much pervasive and has unfortunately translated into workplace cultures where it's not acceptable to speak about one's mental health. There is a common myth that having a mental health problem of any kind, be it anxiety, depression, or simply stress, is a form of weakness and a lack of self-discipline and may reflect poorly on your professional capabilities. This is simply not true. So what is a healthy workplace? Work can be great for us. It's not all bad. A healthy workplace can support an individual's mental health. Work provides us with a source of income, a sense of identity and meaning, friendships and community, structure, and an opportunity to gain achievements and contribute to society. These are all attributes that are foundational to good mental health. This being said, an unhealthy workplace can quickly negate all these positive traits. For a positive workplace culture to exist, several things can make a difference, including clear communication, well-being policies, mental health days and sufficient leave days, leadership speaking on mental health, resources or space for exercise, good office design, flexible work arrangements, and more. Provision or coverage of free mental health support is another important one. An organization has to have a structure in place to provide timely resources and services to anyone seeking support for their mental health, whether it be EAP or coverage for mental health services externally. This is essential to highlight that a company cares about the mental health of their employees, that they see mental health as equivalent to physical health. Introducing education programs such as the mental health workshops we provide at Mind Hong Kong to improve mental health literacy and internal mental health campaigns 
can help normalize mental health and again make a company more inclusive and open to employees being transparent about their mental health concerns. So about the pandemic, it's impacted workplaces in ways beyond just long working hours. Mind Hong Kong's research conducted in March 2022 amidst the fifth wave shows the severity of the situation. Almost one quarter of the Hong Kong population is experiencing symptoms of mild to moderate mental health conditions, a significant jump from before. A part of this problem could be remote working. A sense of community and consistent social interaction and structure are important parts of maintaining good mental health. And the boundary between work and home has now been blurred. Previously, we all went to the office and had a commute to differentiate between work and home. This lack of physical divide has unfortunately brought work into our homes, making many of us work overtime and have fewer social interactions. However, it's not all bad and further research needs to be done on this. Hybrid work has quickly become normal globally, and to many, it's a preference for a good reason. Remote working may not negatively impact mental health for all, and I think we need to be cautious yet innovative and forward-thinking while adapting to this new norm. The secondary impacts of COVID have also caused additional stress for many, such as financial and job security concerns and new caregiving responsibilities, which have added to the stress and anxiety brought about by the uncertainty and fear of the pandemic in Hong Kong. As we look forwards from the top down, employers need to have a zero tolerance approach to stigma towards mental health and a clear cut commitment to improving the overall mental health of a workplace. There is no one solution to do this as a cultural shift is required. Several changes will determine improvements in this. The company should take it step by step and work to ensure that policies, HR training, ESG, DEI initiatives and management, mental health is considered a priority across all. New World's new policy introducing a 4.5-day work week is one example of a company trying something new to encourage work-life balance. It's a welcome change. Pilots as such are essential in learning what works and what doesn't. Over the last few years, various pilot studies trialing shorter work hours have taken place globally. The research indicates that overall productivity and quality of work tend to improve, and there are reductions in absenteeism and stress levels. So it'll be interesting to see how this works in a large local company here in Hong Kong. I mean, at the end of the day, we all have to learn from each other. Quite simply, caring for your employees' well-being is the basis for a healthy work culture. Placing their mental health first is essential, not only for the well-being of themselves, but also for the company. There has been a positive shift in recent years, especially among the younger workforce. People are actively seeking work-life balance in healthy environments. We need to adapt to this, and it's time to do so. The song I'd like to dedicate to the listeners is Vienna by Billy Joel. <laughs> 